Welcome to this episode of the Dreamer Succeed podcast. We have a very special treat for you because we are here with Meg Nocero, amazing coach, a manifester of dreams, and author. You're gonna, if you don't know her yet, you're in for a real treat. Like I said, I have the blessing of knowing her, but you're gonna find out all about who she is coming up. Welcome, Meg. Thank you. I'm Thank so you so much. I know this is here. great. This is great. I'm so when you asked fun. me, I was like, oh my god, streamers <laughs> succeeding. I want a new more succeeding. So I'm gonna go hang out for with her I hour. Love it. I love it. And you've got the succeeding and you've got the dreamers side, but we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about what comes next. So Meg, tell me a little bit before we get into some of these amazing stories of yours. So you want my my historical? I just data? want your historical. <laughs> tell us tell us who you are. Oh my and god, why, the who and why you are the who and the why, right? The who and the why. I am a dreamer. That's probably why we're here mm-hmm. speaking today yes. because the two of us align in that realm. You yes. know, the bigger the better. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how you take a bite out of life is is how you actually enjoy. So this is actually my year of doing more that makes me happy, which is a good thing because I always label my years at the outset. And this is kind of cool that we're doing this at this time because um, this year is my year of be happy. So I'm not looking to strive for something. Last year was the year of magical thinking. And, and, and literally I had a lot of magical thinking and I needed it because a lot of the struggles and the challenges that I faced last year to get over those, I needed to think a little differently, like outside the box, which I think is magical thinking, not be um, in a lane, basically take your hits from your intuition or, or maybe any inspiration that you grab onto. But this is the year of me to be happy. And what that means to me is um, be with people who lift me up, mm-hmm. who inspire me, because I think a lot of people who are givers in life, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a they they come around or there are a lot around people who will take. So yes. <laughs> when you're a giver and there's a lot of takers who show up because obviously that's the dynamic, the energy you're putting out mm-hmm. there. So I think that, um, you know, being around people who that balance comes into, uh, into, um, uh, you know, revelation for you, you know, so I'm looking for those like-minded individuals who are here to, I think in this point in time, you know, change, the way we see the world a little differently, maybe collaborate a lot more, mm-hmm. come from a place of, you know, what unites us rather than what's dividing us. And I think that that essentially is what happiness is all about because when you see something of potential in another person that, you know, you come together at those points of connection, <clears throat> it makes the experience that much better. So right now that's my theme and my shine event this year in 2020 is shine happy, which kind of oh, goes along that it. theme I because I think, it. you know, I think that, <laughs> I think we've had enough of the negative vibration. I think we need more positive optimism and, you know, maybe cautiously, but maybe at the same time, a little boldly, like we were speaking right. to you before. Mm-hmm. So um, my theme for this year, as far as my shine event, which is um, spirit, hope, insight, networking event is shine happy. And I'm still working on the details of that. So I'll, you know, certainly get that out to the world when I, I, I know. Um, I love it. The other things that I'm working on, I just finished my memoir this last year. So I've been pitching it, which is very exciting <laughs> because I always wanted to pitch, you know, I wanted yeah. to pitch and see where it would land. And, and, and as things unfold, you know, um, I'm fine tuning the message, which I think is what we all mm-hmm. want to do. And that goes along the lines with our why. And right. I think that my why is to step out of my own comfort zone over and over again so that I can inspire other people to realize the beauty of their own dreams as I realize my own because I'm not 
you know, we were talking about the ask before and I'm not, I'm not wanting to ask for those things that I don't want anymore. I want right. to ask intentionally mm-hmm. and, and, and focus with clarity. And then hopefully the people that I love and that are attracted to me in my life will have the unfolding of the same, which is kind of that vision that I think everyone talks about 2020 vision and, and, um, you know, start being visionaries, you know, what is it that we want to see in this world, not to sit back and say, oh, look, they're doing this, they're doing this and say, what can I do instead? Mm -hmm. And and what resonates or resides with me that I can step out and say, okay, and I love it, the adventure awaits, which is what you have on, on your back wall. So, um, it's very exciting. Um, my, my, I guess my resume, I am a, um, I was a 20-year federal prosecutor for the Department of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a litigator and <laughs> of immigration prosecution for that much time. And, you know, I, you know I, it's wonderful. At the same time, it was very challenging because you heard a lot of storytelling. And I think that, you know, it, being a very empathetic and compassionate person, it was hard sometimes to... To, to draw a line mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't absorb the pain because I think over time either I, I felt the significant pain people were presenting or I just thought everyone was a liar because you know fraud mm-hmm. was the biggest thing that they came up with. So basically when I left there I didn't need to step back and reevaluate my own guidance as least as internal guidance but um, that is a great part of my my story right um and the fact that i enjoy telling stories Mm -hmm. the way i do it comes from the experience there and the people that i met there and the wonderful judges that i was in front of and the colleagues that were on both sides of of the um bench so that is a part of my story that's making my why come into more um clear vision at this point um, before that, I went to Boston College undergrad, and I did um, my majors were in in languages. So, wow. you know, I always wanted to break through the barriers between being able to communicate with somebody and not being because they speak another language. So, I I focus on romance languages. I I speak Italian, Spanish. And I can I can do some damage with French. <laughs> sometimes I speak English. Sometimes I don't. I don't know. Sometimes things come out of my mouth and I don't understand what the heck I'm talking about. And I'm like, oh god, I just took a tr- I just took a uh, took a took a flight in my mind. But um, but you know, I I really found it fascinating that you can pick up the words and the roots of the words and you can you know dissect it and then really be able to communicate with somebody when you can break that barrier. And I think it's awesome to break the barriers between people and and um. So I had the language background, and then I did an international security and conflict master. So I had the you know um, the worldly background. Mm-hmm. I had more of a knowledge of what's going on in the world. I focused specifically on um, Latin America. So you know it really um, was very fascinating and interesting to see the dynamics there, and that. Um, played into my law degree, you know, going in and working in immigration and having to understand those different countries. So that was my background, you know, um, that's brought me to where I am here today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing, I'm doing, I got certified as a professional coach. Now mm-hmm. I'm usually working with a lot of lawyers who are very unhappy in the, where they are right. uh, because I can see the bright light at the end of the tunnel. Right. There is some more exists, out there. You don't have yeah. to, yeah, you don't have yeah. to drone on and on and on because of a paycheck. You can actually start getting creative around that and, you know, transforming your life into something more aligned with what you came here to do. Um, and, um, you know, you know, more speaking is in my cards and, um, you know, writing certainly has been a part of my life now mm-hmm. for the last, I would at least say on a consistent basis for the last 10 years. Wow. So who knows what's going to happen more it. with that. My memoirs, um, beautiful butterfly and it's, mm-hmm. 
um, how I, uh, how grief awakened me to the sunrise of my soul's bliss. So I took that title and I played it into this and the whole transformational process with wow. regard to that, which I find very, and I wear butterflies all the time to remind yes. me, yes. you know, that we, there are those wings and now you can fly. You don't have to walk. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny, the end of my, my memoir, um, I, I spoke to, um, my trip to El Camino de Santiago in Spain, right. where I organized with another colleague, a friend of mine, um, people to do the last 111 kilometers. Wow. Yeah. And it's so funny <laughs> because I was not prepared to go on that trip and I love Paulo Coelho. He, yes. he was the one who inspired me to even think about doing that. And, um, he said, you can't really be prepared for the journey. You just have to walk it. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended yeah. up walking it very unprepared in a lot of pain I have mm-hmm. to say because I, I walked you know at least four days you yeah. know with and then I sprained my leg my ankle on the fourth oh, day my so goodness. anyway but you can read all about it in my memoir but that's yeah. pretty much the who I am so far um I I'm I'm fine-tuning the why and conversations like this certainly go a long way to help that out I love it I love it Megan it's so funny because every time I see a butterfly and when you when you publish the magical guide to bliss, yes. um, the butterfly was so and and it was just so timely because just as you were leaving this listen, I, I'm sure people are listening and hyperventilating, <laughs> thinking what that was your career yeah. and you just jumped off and they haven't even heard yet that you just jumped off. I just jumped and you off. knew you were gonna grow your wings on the way down. Yeah. And and you were gonna be okay. But listen, that takes balls. And a lot of people don't have the balls to do that. You know, and it takes support too, like from people Mm -hmm. who love you, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm not, yes, it was a huge leap of faith and Mm -hmm. to leave a career like that killed my ego. But let me tell you, let me tell you, so many doors closed in my face at the end of my tenure there that I'm like, do I believe enough in myself to move forward or take this crap basically? Good for you. Yeah. And, and it came down to who are they? to tell me who I am and what I'm going to take. So ultimately, like the programs that I even developed from the beginning, I was told that I'm no longer the head of. The program I developed, I was like, <laughs> wait a second here. Like, what is going on? Like, literally. Well, And I was just like, you know, I was very, in, being in the government, you have a chain of command and, and you defer to authority to a certain degree because you know, you have your reputation, certainly, right. and, and you're hoping that the leaders mm-hmm. who, are, who are guiding you there have integrity as well as character, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, interestingly enough, if you don't align with the people that you think you're following, how can you follow yeah, them? I mean, and, and then you have to think about, well, is it time for me to walk my own path? Literally, because... You know, to lead somebody is is a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. But when you have the notion, and I think this comes up a lot in a lot of business or corporations, where or even in the federal government, where you just don't you don't really care about the people who are following you, and you're giving that vibration off. Wow. If you're not paying attention, then what are you willing to give up <laughs> to mm-hmm. stay there? Yeah. And I think at that point, you know, the paycheck wasn't as important as my soul. So Mm -hmm. I I think that, you know, when you have that inner calling, and I'm sure you've had this experience as well, where, you know, they say that bray of the I am comes calling out and just won't Mm -hmm. stop talking if you're really paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I know that before we came on, I told you one of my um, greatest um, 
inspirational poets that I love is Mary Oliver. And she wrote a a poem called Living the Conscious Life. It's pay attention, be astonished, and tell all about it. But so when you start to be aware of life instead of walking numb, because walking numb has some benefits because you can tolerate a lot more because you're just like not paying attention. You're just like, ah, not a big deal. Not a big deal. 65, Ah." where are you? Yeah. (laughs) Like you're like, yes, but that's not a guarantee. And 65 is not a guarantee. Of course. And for me... When my mother passed away at 67, wow. she, before she died, said to me, Meg, stress is going to kill you yeah. and don't have regrets with if we're, when you're sitting where I am. Wow. And I was just like, what a gift. What a, what a yeah. gift. But it's like, yeah. first of all, don't die. Yeah. I don't know if I can live without you. And then second of all, it was like, oh my God, this is, this is not a joke. This is not, yeah. we, we get a once around, at least in this body. I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone believes about reincarnation, but at least at this time, you know? Yeah. It, and I think it's those graduating steps of, of enlightenment. And I think that when you start to be awake and aware, you're just like, okay, you can't not pay attention anymore. Right. And then you start to, okay, so instead of being in the suffering, which is optional, you know, pain, you have to have it move through you, but the suffering, you don't have to stay there. So then you start to search for those others who are aligned with you. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes more fun and that's yeah. more happy and that's more life, you know? And one of the, um, the mantras my mother had was live, laugh, love. Those three, I mean, if you I can incorporate it. live, yes, laugh and love into your life somewhere <laughs> on a daily basis, you're doing pretty good, yeah, I think. So, absolutely. yeah. So, I mean, that, that's where I am. That's where I'm going. And like I say all the time, I don't know what tomorrow holds or brings or whatever, but I'm definitely open to the conversations, to the opportunities, to life, I guess, at this point. So, so Meg, and I know, I know, and I know as, as coaches and as people who have dared to jump off of something that seems so secure, whatever that even freaking means (laughs) anymore. Um, but we, that, that, Taking that step, I think, and you talked a little bit about the comfort zone. Now as a coach, because I know that that for me, I'm sure like for you, it's like, what the hell? We get to coach for a living? Yeah. We get to work with amazing people and, and see that reward of, of having them break yeah. out of that shell and break out of that comfort zone. What do you think is, and I always say, I can't take any of my clients anywhere that I haven't dared to go before. Yeah. So as a coach with this, this empathy and this, this dynamic uh, desire that you have to seek what, what it is, Yeah. how do you bring people, how, how much more does that help you as a coach? I think, cause you're seeing things, not, not, not your average coach. You're seeing it way out of the box. Right. Um, so as, as a coach, I take the person as they are, because mm-hmm. I can't expect them to be where I am. I can't expect them to be where you are. They're, mm-hmm. they're where they are. And, and if they reach out to me to as, as, um, as a guide, I think it's not, we don't really tell them what to do. Right. You just guide them along. And I think that's the big misunderstanding with regards to coaching. You know, mm-hmm. like if you have a, you know, even, even like a, a sports coach, they guide and inspire. So right. that's what we're here to do. Guide and inspire based upon their answers and their where they are in their life and where they want to go and mm-hmm. I, think, I think that that's the greatest gift you can give to a, any client or any person for that matter is what is it your what is your intent right and then understand that there's power behind the intentions right so as far as I'm concerned I think a really good coach or any person for that matter parent etc is someone who's willing to be vulnerable right so they're willing to be vulnerable with their story right and show um, you know, that, you know, that, that desire 
to um, help heal the other because you know something different. It's kind of like I have um, I have ingredients or seeds that mm-hmm. I've that had I've planted in my life, and that now you know after watering them, which is essentially coaching, you know, and and playing right. with what you know feels good to me. Ultimately, I, you, you know, what doesn't that you know. I can I can say that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're working with. And 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 for me in my life, okay, where is it going to move me forward? I'm not going backwards unless I want to, you know, sit in the corner and cry for another hour, you right. know, and then reminisce about my pain. But it happens. Right. There are days. Right. Yep. There are days leaving my days. closet. <laughs> yeah, there's days leaving my closet. I'm there, and mm-hmm. I'm going to leave myself here for a while. I'm going to cry. I always right. tell my my daughter, I go. Sometimes you just need the 15 minutes. <laughs> Sometimes you need that, like, you have your own personal time out, you know, just go yeah. and do it. You know, sometimes you do it, unfortunately, in front of many people, yeah. you know. But yeah. the bottom line is we're all human and these emotions need to be processed. And I think that allowing that to happen. But as, a, as far as a coach is concerned, opening up to say, this is the vulnerability of my story. This is where I've come from. This is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I can offer you as far as a guy. And I think one of the things as being a lawyer, mm-hmm. especially a litigator, I mean, a prosecutor for all these years, is one of the greatest super, super tools or superpowers that you have is actually listening. Yes. Yes. I know it's funny that I'm talking the whole time, but the bottom line is when you give the space to listen to what the person is saying, I mean, as a prosecutor, you're looking for those pitfalls, right? Right, right. And I can tell by body language, I can read yeah. a person, man. I think mean, 20 years doing that, you yeah. know, learn. when I mean, they start it's... to cover their mouth and they start to <laughs> lean back and they start to like, you know, it all becomes, you know, oh God, here comes a yeah. doozy or, you know, they're just going to go off the deep end, you know, right. literally. So I think that by opening the, the, or fine tuning your tool to listen to the other, and give the space for them to actually um, play out what they want and intentionally and otherwise um, is is an incredible, incredible um, attribute to a coach. Mm-hmm. And if you are good at that, mm-hmm. then you can go so far because a lot of people nowadays, they want to be heard. Yeah. And you can see competing, like competing mm-hmm. for the stages and, oh, they talk over each other and they don't hear anything. And yeah. they just miss the whole conversation when you could have heard like a kernel of incredible truth either side right you know but when you actually sit and, and listen and, and offer that space it's it's a game changer really yeah. and I think that I really gained that skill from being a lawyer so mm-hmm. I'm always like I don't I you know when I first left I was so bitter <laughs> like right. oh my god I'm like, I can't believe I had to take this leave of faith and I start all over again and oh yeah. my god I'm like I'm getting older and you know, whatever <laughs> And it's like, thank God I did it now yeah. and wait till I was right. retirement age. And I right. really will be tired. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. would be great. I was like, and God only knows what I would look like. These like my face would be all struggled up and screwed <laughs> because like, oh my God, it, the job just settled into just, the, yeah. <laughs> the job. And I was like, I'm not a big fan of the wrinkles. So, you know, when yeah. I was just like, okay, for my own vanity, maybe a little ego, I just like jumped out. But the bottom line is, you know. Um, had I waited like 50 more years to retire, I might be even more bitter, but, um, yeah, I, I think that that's one of the gifts of my foundation, which I have in fact embraced rather Mm -hmm. than just, you know, um, set apart, you know, and I think that, um, I keep, 
I guess that's wisdom, right? Yeah. And that wisdom yeah. comes, you know, as you can't have that wisdom as a four-year-old unless you're like, you know, a Buddha or something. Right, I think. right. <laughs> and I don't ever Maybe. feign to be a Buddha. <laughs> my God, I sit there and meditate 24-7. I have yeah. two kids. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. There's no meditating in my life outside of what the five minutes I get when I walk my dogs in right, the morning. Right, But um, But the reality is in the reality, um, you know, as, you know that's that's where we're trying to you know, guide people. You can't, unfortunately, you know, you can take a vacation from life, but you know, when they say the greatest thing in life is to do something that you never have to take a vacation exactly. from. So, exactly. You know, at that point you're just like, this is awesome. Which that's what I, yeah. Yeah. that's what, it, yeah. that's exactly like, yeah. oh my God, I get to yeah. do this. And yeah. on my own, I am the worst. I hate watches. I, yeah. you know, and I'm the worst. <laughs> I, it's like one of those struggles in my life. I remember even when I was writing my book, one of the parts was I was always running late with shoes in hand and running out to the door. <laughs> I used to have to be at my job at 730 30 every morning oh my for some, I mean, eight o'clock at night, you find me ready to go. I'm ready. I produ- I'm so productive, not seven 30 in the morning. So yeah. it was so counterintuitive to my actual being. But yeah. the bottom line is I was able, I did it. I'm very much, you know, my responsibilities, et cetera. But you know, when you coach, you know, you, you, it's a different, it, you, you, you can make your own schedule. There's a freedom. Uh, in that. Exactly. Oh exactly. My God. Freedom is like amazing. Yeah. Like who has that? Like I'm, yeah, except for the zebras, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like I pointed out the picture. Day, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it's funny, Meg, because you said, you know, and I think initially when we leave, when I, when I, when I finally, you know, and I was still in my title business. Yeah. When I was doing the coaching certification, I, you know, the mission trip was the one that, you know, sort of took me over and said, "Listen, you can't mission trip and coach yeah. and live a freedom lifestyle if you're stuck in an office for 14 hours a day. Yeah. I love doing it, but then I realized, holy crap, this 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 exists and and this can happen. Yeah. So I remember one of my mentor coaches um you know, I said I just she said we were talking about the niche and and what we yeah. wanted to do. Kilimanjaro taught me a lot about, you know, people are open when they're vulnerable, when they're out in nature, yeah. when their adrenaline is pumping and I said, "Listen, does adventure coaching exist?" She goes, what do you care? It exists now. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but I, I just said, I just want to, I just want to coach people who want to play and jump out of planes. I don't want to do anything corporate. And and she and I'm extremely grateful because she said, really, you're gonna leave 28 years of yourself and not bring those to the table. Yeah. You think that's not gonna happen? Yeah. Never gonna happen. Because then you struggle with the well, I'm a new coach. Yes. She said, girl, no, no. you're bringing everything to the table. But so, that's what you were like. So that's so one of the coolest things about you is that you have 28 years of corporate corporate knowledge. Right. I mean, there's no question that you're experienced in that. It, so the whole bottom line is like, why would you ever in a million years set it aside? Yeah. And that, not embrace it's it. It's what she was saying. But because, I think initially, like you said, yes. we just we just don't want to do yes, it. Yes. But but I love what you're talking because the active listening is such a core competency oh, yeah. for coaches. And and the active listening the way that you describe it, it's almost like, you know, God was preparing you oh, to yeah. be the, the 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 guru of all coaches because you, I mean, you talk about having to be uh, practicing active listening yeah. in your career. So what happens? And and this is just a question because I coach a lot of coaches. How good are you at listening to yourself? Oh well, it depends on whether I want to actually hear. <laughs> that's the key, right? <laughs> that's, that's I mean, good. That's good. like. You know, sometimes it's very painful mm-hmm. to hear the underlying pain of what I, myself, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, 
and and also you know it's interesting if I like you're saying you know listen to myself you know I mean it's kind of funny it's kind of funny because this is how I see life and I'm a huge Broadway fan so you know if, it's, if, if my life was a Broadway musical it might be one day because <laughs> yeah. I have it on my vision there board. You go. <laughs> I'm like First of all, Lin-Manuel Miranda would definitely have to give me some rap riffs, you know, yeah. for sure. There'd be some ballads from like, you know, He's a lyrical blood, genius, you know, that, that yeah. you know, that and we'll have throw some, you know, you know, uh, great, you know, great uh, composers in there, mm-hmm. you know, and the great arias. I don't know. Fix, throw some some opera in there, too. Why not? Mix yeah. it all the genres. Sorry. Yeah. Mix all the genres together. And and that'll be it. You know, at least I would be entertained. Right. <laughs> and I said, I figured if I go through pain, I better be entertained by this. Yeah. At least I have something because, you know, it's so funny because one of the greatest things about anything is that, you know, I, I, I really get excited about the story, which... You know, I'm like, if I ever see something, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, that is going to make a great story. <laughs> I was like, some of the crap that happened when I was in the El Camino, I was just like, my friend, actually the woman who was guiding me, like, literally said, you're just doing this to make the story better. I go, there's no way I took a wrong turn up the road a mile more than I had to walk. For no reason. For no reason. <laughs> I mean, like, let me tell you, it's going in the story, but this hurts. and yeah. I just want to get there now, you know? And, um, you know... Listening to myself or even actually paying attention, you know, it, 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 it comes to the point where it, for me, every morning I'm trying to get back to this consistently because I think it's a really good practice for me is I have a stationary bike downstairs in my building. I live in a condo. They keep trying to move the damn bike because it's an old bike from like the 90s. Wow. And thing works to this day. And I've written three books on this bike. And I'm like, I protect it like as if it's my tool. <laughs> because what happens is when I ride... Because I'm such an like such a like passionate but I you know I'm all over the place and I'm constantly thinking constantly so then I'm not even paying attention but the bottom line is what it does is it settles my mind mm. so when I'm writing when I'm writing I can write I and channel and I channel magical guide to bliss that way yeah. I could actually hear the words coming from I believe it would be my mother you know right. and and the inspiration as I read the different um, inspirational books that I would pull off the shelf, you know, synchronistically, which I'm a huge believer in synchronicity, mm-hmm. the Jungian idea that nothing happens as coincidence. Everything is happening in divine timing and you just pay attention or you're not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would do this every day for 30 minutes. It would definitely, um, take a lot of the stress out of the, the, out of my head, like literally like my, my mind could stop. Like, and I think that's what meditation is about is the whole mantra practice, you know, the whole saying a mantra over and over again, it stops your mind from going into that monkey kind of spiraling out of control craziness. That's what it did for me. And then I was able to hear what it is that I wanted. Wow. And channel what I needed to hear because sometimes we don't listen. Right. And that's what I was saying before. And I think that maybe with regard to you, when you had your notion to go to Mount Kilimanjaro, I mean, not everybody comes up with that idea and said, oh, let's go for a walk today. Never, never climbed a mountain <laughs> before, but let's start with that one. But I can even tell you with regard to when I met you initially, mm-hmm. and it was at your book launch, and right. Sissy invited me, so it was like, wow, you know, 
it wasn't like you were a spelunker. No, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, 47 like, year old postmenopausal grandma. I'm, 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 I mean, never well, even I certainly don't it look like a grandma <laughs> for sure. So, you know, it was like, I just saw someone who the possibility could be for me. And I think that's coaching, right? Yeah, that's coaching. So you can, it. and then that, that's why people come to you right. because right. you went on an adventure and maybe they're yearning for the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe people come to me because they're stuck in what, you know, misery they might have been and they see possibility for something different. I love it. You know, and and if I do, I do. I always say, you know what? You know, take what you like and leave the rest. If I feel an (laughs) inspirational hit and I need to share it with you, I'll ask for permission like we always are supposed to do. And if you want to hear it, you hear it. If you don't, yeah, but like I'm a synchronistic girl. I, I love I, it. I, I don't think that anything happens coincidentally. Yeah, and yeah. because I do pay attention, the stories get better. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> at least something that I would want to have more fun on. You know, right. this is like something uh, more experiential. And I always tell my kids that when you know if they don't want it, they're the they're the best teachers because yes, they don't 100%. want anything to do with your BS. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll call you out right off the right yeah. off. The, like they will look at you, and you know it's funny because my son keeps saying over and over God, I'm so much like you and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I said aren't you lucky you know or maybe right now not so much you have to feel yeah. that way but in the future it'll serve that's them beautiful. well so I love it. yeah so, I love it yeah. and and Meg speaking of the the writing and and the way that you settle yourself to be able to do that I know you have your memoirs coming out yes um tell me how because it's a little different when you're doing that type of book where you're speaking from a place of your experiences uh, just raw what was that like just digging all of that up so interestingly enough i wrote part one when i was going through it oh so it's so interesting because when i was this last year i, I went back and i finished the whole thing and and part two was, you know, I, I, I separated it as like the, cat, the, the transformation of a butterfly, you know, how grief awakened me. And then the process of mm-hmm. turning, like going into the cocoon and literally, you know, surrendering to that, you know, you step in, but you don't know the pain of it's going to happen in the transformation. And then, you know, as you start to come out, and you see the world a little differently. So when I went back to writing it again, I had to go through the pain that I oh, felt wow. when I wrote it for the first time. And I, and I have a wonderful, um, the woman in my house who's, who's our, my kid's nanny. And, and I say, you know, she keeps, she stayed with us for 17 years now. I wow. love her. And I know she'd walk in there and she'd see me like bawling. <laughs> just experience my mother's death again right. <laughs> you know it's like oh my god and my, my heart would just break because I had to edit it you know and yeah. I had to go back and edit it again and edit it again and edit it again and then when I didn't cry anymore I felt the healing start mm-hmm. so it was very cathartic but very vulnerable and wow. I can tell you this oh my god I think and this goes back to what we were speaking about before we went on I, I think one of the hardest things in life is to choose what part of your story to share Mm-hmm. And I say that because, you know, um, a lot of the triggers we have to this day are the triggers we had as a child. So I always say that when I was younger and I didn't know the world, like I figured out as, you know, I was very magical. I used to create worlds in my room. I would make, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I used to sew dresses out of my mother's, you know, sheets. Now it makes sense. Yeah. You're always like... 
on target with everything. Like you just walked out of like Saks and somebody just made you Oh my God, thank you. That is the nicest thing I ever heard. Although I I wouldn't think that, but the bottom line is- You do, you just take it for granted because you do it every day. But I wanted to be a fashion designer. (laughs) Oh my God. I used to draw pictures of these beautiful dresses and I was like seeing myself in them. And then of course- you know, I come from an immigrant family. You know, my mother and father are, are you know, they're, they're, they're second generation Italians. So they're mm-hmm. not first generation. But my grand, my grandfather was a congressman in New York in the 60s. Wow. And a lot of the Italian Americans in New York in the 60s, they got a bad rap. Like yeah. literally, you know, they were the ugly immigrants at the time. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, that mafia, all this other crap. So my grandfather would champion, you know, all the wonderful qualities of Italians wow. in New York during that time. And he became a, a, a in the House of Representatives. Wow. So my mother grew up in a time where education was so important. I mean, not even mm-hmm. a time where it still is. Education yeah. is the freedom mm-hmm. that you, you know, educare in, in Latin means to lead out of something, you wow. know? So, I mean, even at its, the root of the word, mm-hmm. that is the thing that's going to take you to the next level of your life. And it's educating every day. It doesn't matter if you go to school, but generally, you know, the, the discipline of, of sitting and studying and learning something that makes you really excited or passionate about after, obviously, high school, because you have to go through the base. And I'm a terrible mathematician. That wasn't for me. Hence law. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, like literally that was drone driv- driven into us. You need to get an education. And even as girls, I was one of three girls. There were no boys in my family. So my father, who is an Italian, you know, you know, was like, oh yeah, they're just gonna get married. <laughs> you know? My mother's like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> These girls are going on to college and 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 on and on and on. My mother was, she had two masters, you know. Yeah. I mean education was really important and um and we grew up knowing that so so back to what I was saying before you know her background my mother's background in in New York and and being raised she didn't want to be on show she she was like you know doctor lawyer Indian chief that's what you're gonna go into (laughs) and and she didn't want to draw attention to herself she was constantly on show when they were campaigning so she hated it and of course everybody has an opinion when you're out there and it wasn't even for her you know she could have been the lawyer my mother was brilliant like literally but you know she was born at a time where women were not necessarily lawyers or encouraged or or, or was I mean my my aunt um is is her 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 third the third child in her family she went on to become a lawyer but my mother was like you know she became a teacher or a Mm -hmm. nun that was her options right Mm -hmm. but meanwhile she was a creative she was an actor and she was you know, she definitely loved um, the notion of articulating your words and presentation, but she was not going to engage or even encourage us to do something like fashion design. Like right. that was like, what are you doing? That's a hobby. Right. That's a hobby. Meanwhile, I'm just like, hobby? <laughs> Have you seen? These? I mean, like even like looking at the 50s, I love the show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yes. Because yes. The fashion in that show is yeah. on point. The lady who had, or whoever it is that did the designs, the costume design, incredible. So anyway, long story short, my creativity back in the day mm-hmm. was I was I was writing all the time, I was drawing all the time, and I was always like interested in that area. But I was encouraged not to do it. However, when I went to school, um, magical people aren't very welcome. It's kind of the ones that conform to society. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had glasses, I had braces. I, I in second grade, mind you. So the the chips weren't falling well right. for me, and I was <laughs> com- constantly made fun of, like bullied. Like, I was just trying to get through the day so nobody would, like, horrify me to the point where, you know, I couldn't even pull myself out of, like, anything, you know? So, 
it was really challenging. I had a lot of um, that to overcome when I was a kid. So even now when I'm kind of out there and like we were talking about speaking before, like all my young triggers, like why would I put myself willingly with my story <laughs> out for the world to critique? <laughs> why would I do that? And yet at this point, they say, what, you hit 15, you don't give a shit anymore? No, zero shit's given. Yeah, I was, was like, you know what? decade ever. My story, I'm going to live it. You, If it benefits you and then you can learn something and be inspired to do something in your life, I'm offering that. Yeah. It's an offering. Right. Do not... Abuse yeah. the offer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. You know, you, you, it's a sacred space. Um, and, but I, you know, I'm a lawyer too, so I've been critiqued as far as my writing my whole life. So I'm a worse critic as far as the writing is concerned. I mean, constant editing, words, in the, the dicta, and I'm very critical. I'm like, it's so hard, so you got to step away. But yeah. at the same time, it's a benefit because I'm not putting yeah. out, you know, poorly grammatical statements right. or sentences. But, you know, when you're talking about my memoir and the whole processing, you know, it's an offering. And mm-hmm. I and I and I promised myself there was nothing like that I found when I was going through the the grieving process and the loss. I, I read Elizabeth Kubler Ross. She was wonderful as far as the steps in the grieving process. But you know, as far as offering a story, and I'm fascinated by movies where they're so good in in displaying real human emotion and, and people putting it out there, mm-hmm. you know, so that you feel. And they always say a good movie is one where when you leave the movie theater, that's when the conversation begins. Right. It's always like, I was always wanting when someone maybe leaves after reading my book, right. then maybe they'll be like, oh my God, what am I going to do next? Yes. You know, this is, this is only a once around. We only have a short time on this earth. Who knows when the next day will bring or the next, you know, moment or I, I want to just take as much as I can and, and live differently, see things differently. So I think that that, you know, with me sharing my story, which I hope, you know, I'm still horrified because you know you know there's going to be critics there always are but they always say turn them off and pay attention to the ones that are because it's not about us you know it's it's what we're but you put out your you put out your book too with regard to you know your trip and and i and i just published and i am not a writer like you're a writer i'm not a writer well you are a writer because you wrote two books (laughs) thank god for my son who who does you know my my editing and and he's brilliant but it's it's pure vulnerability, pure and vulnerable. and but like you said, and I'm older than you probably, and I'm gonna tell you, you just don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm do I'm writing this book for that one person oh. who just needs to hear this message. Yeah. Everybody else can just you know take it or leave it, yeah. and it's just not a big deal. Yeah, the the greatest moment in my I think one of the greatest moments in my life, other than having my children and all of, of those profound, but one of the greatest moments in my life was when my father called me because I, I, I respect my dad so much mm-hmm. and I always thought that I was never you know good enough I never rise to the level because you know he's a brilliant man he's mm-hmm. a cardiologist he's a, like the way he reads and wants to learn about the world but when he called me and told me with my magical guide to bliss yeah. that this is amazing I'm so proud of you I just sat in my <sighs> office and I was still at the office and, and I was still in the federal government at the time so I was in my office and I was just like after I hung up I was just like wanted to stay in that moment I just wanted to like you know suck the mirror on the moment yeah. I just like cried I was just wow. like oh my god this is the greatest gift that anyone Beautiful. can give me yeah. it was just like you know someone who you love and respect turns around and sees the beauty in you yeah I love wow. it. Wow. And I try to keep that in mind with my children because mm-hmm. there's so much power of words and you words can kill and words can lift. And mm-hmm. I think that as a writer, um, the words we offer 
um, you know, the contrast as well as the overcoming. I think that's the greatest gift in that offering. Like mm-hmm. you, you said, um, to offer words that inspire, which is right. essentially, and you know, I was, I laugh. They say, oh, there's so many people in this world who want to write books. They always say when they see that you've written a book, oh, I'm writing a book too. Well, the only difference between a published author and one that's not is that you actually sit down and do the work and finish that's the it. damn thing. <laughs> because, that's that's and that takes a lot of discipline and yeah. a lot of dedication yeah. and you know it too. Absolutely. And Absolutely. the process. So I commend you too. Story, awesome. So, yeah. So, well, it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, the gift is that you find that one person that you've been, you, know, you, you change their life, you know, and that's and, it. That's, that's what it's about. Yeah, Cause you don't know why, why you got the messages that you got to deliver. So Meg, t- talk to me a little bit about your kids. Cause I know that you are like super mom and you're just an amazing cheerleader. Well, who are we asking? If you ask my children, they would not say no, but then none, of, none of our children would ever. <laughs> I would be getting, Oh my God. Oh, it's like a flamey. <laughs> yeah. But, but I know that, that they're extremely confident and, and just, showing up in a place where they know that they're supported right with their dreams and i mean isn't that the greatest thing you can it's do it's just the best it's the only I mean, thing why, you can so, do. so i always say why did i have kids because i want to go to <laughs> disney world with them yeah. and show them like well, all this stuff. i want to i want to show them the world i want to yeah. show them all these things and live it again through their eyes because through mine, it was good, but as an older person, living it through my children's and seeing how... I mean, we just went to Gaga this weekend with Oprah and just watching my daughter look... Like, Oprah came very close to us again. I love it. And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's me. She's <laughs> yeah. me, you know? She's but me. just just that that presence of, of, of mind for me to see my, my 11-year-old, you yeah. know? get excited because she, her greatness is in the presence of another greatness. That's so, right. and I just, you know, and I, I saw her texting her friends, OMG, all this stuff. Cause you know, she always, I'm not, not cool until right. I'm, I'm reading her text. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mom is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm good. I always yeah. like when the Girl Scouts, Girl Scout gang signs, man. We're, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, even with my son, he's such a leader and he, you know, he is challenged with a lot of his own insecurities and I see that, but I see the kind of leader, compassionate leader and the, the and that we need in male, in male right. role models in the future right. and now. And, and I try to do my best to encourage him, you know, and, and be that what my father did for me, be that mm-hmm. light to help spark his more. Um, it's harder because um, I didn't grow up with boys and most of the boys in my, uh, you know, elementary and middle school experience basically treated me like crap. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard, you know, to deal with men on a general scale. Although I try to, you know, hold back my, you know, conclusions until someone's able to present <laughs> who they are to me. So and you've been married forever, but let's not sure. talk about that. Yeah, sure, sure. Married, yeah, married yeah. forever. And, yeah. yeah, so... <laughs> But um, with him, I tried to help him, like, navigate what he wants. And, of course, you know, don't be a lawyer comes to him wanting to be a lawyer. So there you go. That's, I guess, you know, the fruit of that labor. (laughs) But, you know, what? he's definitely, I think that he can use, if he goes into that that, um, educational path, Mm -hmm. I'm this, sorry, Um, that, you know, he'll be able to use... um, law as a foundation right. definitely for educating himself and right. then and then catapult maybe that into some kind of incredible leadership right role which i can definitely see for him he he's a very compassionate person he's thoughtful 
Um, he, uh, he's very empathetic. He can feel people's pain. And I think that, you know, if, if we can, I can teach him to navigate that differently mm -hmm. because I think when you, you expose yourself, you absorb right. a lot more right. than you can actually <laughs> process, which is, right. I think, you know, I, you probably are an empathetic person mm -hmm. too. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, this is mine and this is yours and, and, and honoring the space of that. But at the same time, you know, not taking it in because it's right. not yours. Yeah. It's not yours to carry. Exactly. Um, and then my daughter and, and she, you know, someone told me when she was little, you know, she was very expressive and dramatic and she's like, you need to channel that. Yeah. Fast yeah. and soon because yeah. that could go into another whole direction. So right. she's interested in theater, which is fabulous great, because yeah. I love Broadway and yeah. theatrical drama and music and et cetera. And, and so is my son as well. There's definitely music in my family, in my house. There's definitely. Mm. So with her, you know, kind of engaging her to, you know, she's more of an introvert, believe it or not. So, you know, kind of having her, and, and this is how I knew that I was doing the right thing with what she was doing because she had tried out for Annie back when she was like seven years old. Mm -hmm. And she sang The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow and I wasn't allowed in there, but I was watching her and I saw her like whole persona come alive and she came out and she was bawling. And I said, Ava, what's the matter? And she looked at me and she goes, that was so wonderful. Oh, yes. So I it was know. like, yeah, I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what did they say to you? I'm going to go. I'm coming for you. I'm going to take my daughter. Don't you say that. And she's like, I, it was so wonderful. Like there was wow. something that came through her. And every time I see her perform, you can tell there's an otherworldliness that's happening, which, you know, um, ultimately that is kind of why we're here yeah. is that we are otherworldly, yeah. yeah. you know, what they say, the, you know, physical beings, you know, spiritual entities living a physical existence, mm -hmm. um, the Chardin. So yeah, no, it's, that is kind of exciting. And then also helping them navigate the sad times right. and, 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 you know, and thinking, so that's okay, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. just know. knowing that they're supported. I think what's, what's funny is that as you described your mom, the young version of your mom, uh, being in this limelight and just really shying away from it, yes. not wanting it. And then your hesitation, you know, we talked a little bit before and I'm like, why the hell aren't you speaking yeah, everywhere? Yeah, what is yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm just, you know, whatever. And then here's little Ava saying, girls, yeah. get your shit together because this is where you need to be. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's what you're saying. We learn so much from them. But right. but I think that um, that it's just, I, I love how how with each generation, there's just so much more substance that we're breathing life into these dreams that maybe we have but you know what we're gonna on steroids super yeah. support what you're doing yeah so i love oh, i love that and, and plus you're going it. to kenya with your whole family soon yeah. and god only knows oh, what's gonna we'll yeah that's gonna, be, that's gonna be exciting i'm, I'm gonna pushing be, it for you yeah 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 thank you um so meg tell me now and and i know you've got a great coaching practice that you've built I know that you're going to be speaking a lot more this year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but tell me from what you've seen and, and now that we're in this new bliss of a, of a new decade, you know, that just feels so new. I see that there's, there's a sense of this shift of, listen, this is my year. Yeah. We're going to do it. This 2020, I mean, yeah. 19, whatever for me, it sucked ass, but, yeah. but I mean, but it was still, you know, it was 19, a lot of lessons. Let's yeah. just put it that way. And that's what you need the magical yeah. thinking to think outside the box to get yourself where you exactly. are now. Right? Exactly. Sure. So what would you say if you could give just two or three little nuggets that you're saying to people who are, who are on the fence of what now? 
You know, it's funny because this morning I, I usually post on Instagram and the, the picture that came up for me <laughs> to post was a picture of a burning sage stick. Mm. <laughs> and it said, I, I, and sage apparently has um, uh, antibacterial products and yes. entities in it. So there's a reason, there's actual, it's not just like you're hippy dippy and guru right. and you're like, yeah. oh, I love, oh, peace, love, man, burn my sage. Well, it's like, let's do it. Exactly. That's not quite. No, it actually um, burns away um, the bacteria. And, I, and, I, wow. and, and so um, I put a picture of a burning sage to get on clearing my space on my social media. Like, I said, I if, it, if it resonates with you. And I think that, so, so you keep 2019 where it is yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you embrace the 2020s, right? right. The roaring right. 20s, right? Yes. This fun yes. time of life where, <laughs> okay, maybe we don't have prohibition, but at this time, you know, but we, but, but I think there's a more of a, like a enlightened mentality, like, okay, God, you know, what I made through, it didn't kill me. So I'm still right. standing and I'm going to take it into the next decade, literally, right. Um, when decades feel so good, like yes. that, you know, 10, that, right? Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Especially roaring twenties. I think that's yeah. fantastic that we get to experience that, that again with, with, with women being mm-hmm. in the place, like they say, future is female people speaking. And I'm not saying that it's only female It's it's going to be a conversation of both right. coming to the table. And I think that that's, that's being presented to mm-hmm. the world, especially our children. Like right. literally they're seeing, Absolutely. they're seeing the world differently mm-hmm. than we did. So we don't have to take that baggage with us, but remind the history isn't going to repeat itself if you know what it was. Right. So don't take for granted what's come to fruition, but learn and then move forward with the wisdom, like like I was saying before. But as far as like the whole, so that's my sage element. That's my little plug for sage because, you know, um, if you're feeling uh, like a symbolic, you know, cleansing that you need that, that's so very simple. You we can did get that. There. We did that you right sage? at midnight. You did on 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 the thirty first. That's awesome. Yeah, you, yeah. that's that's the whole amazing. house. The whole that's, you're like, <laughs> don't miss a spot, man. You got to get Tommy everything. Was like, let's sage. Let's 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 oh, go to town. Let's go to town. <laughs> yeah. But you know what it is? It's it's a cleansing and it's a, a it's a, a clearing of, you know. The, um, the the bacteria mm-hmm. so that you can walk into something that you can breathe better and you know I, and, and it's very interesting um, I'm you know I took classes on postmodernism and the whole idea of time being just a semblance of illusionary you know process and how you know the grand governments have controlled societies for, because it's really really is illusory right it's not real mm-hmm. but the fact I do like to mark moments in time which I think is very um, very cathartic mm-hmm. as well as very empowering and I think that if the word goes to 2020 it has to be aligned with empowerment and what exactly that means for each individual person is going to have to be a process of discernment for each person and, and I think that maybe going a little slower through your day you know and taking in some of the beauty around you as you do to get the inspiration that you might need if you're having a crappy day, you know, if you you feel like, Oh God, more of the same. Well, no, it's not because there's small shifts in perspective. I was watching something about the butterfly effect. I'm taking a certificate of happiness studies right now. So one of the, one of the things that he speaks to um, is, is um, the spire model and it's spiritual, physical, intellectual, relational, and emotional, and all these different elements, you know, we're doing the whole holistic of being. And then I, you know, it's a whole holistic process. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not, we're the sum of our parts and that is what makes us each very unique and beautiful. And Mm -hmm. and so when I, when I speak to that, the whole, the wholeness 
of who you are is everything that you've done up until this point, right? 2020. And the coolest part about how whole you are is that you can make small changes in the actions that you do based upon the knowledge that you have that will have a ripple effect beyond what you can believe that you might not be able to see right now, but it's like one of those pointillism pictures. You know, you're up too close. Maybe you need to step back, slow down, step back, and look at the overall picture. Wow. So that before you take the next best action, you actually have done the discernment to clarify what you want rather than what you think you have to do. And I think that that comes from a lot of processing and then hope trusting the process certainly is a part of that. But you can't, you can't, you know, you can't change your life unless you see your life. Right. And I, I, someone said the other day, yeah, but it's true, but it's true. Right. So people do life reviews. I was watching, oh my God, so funny. I was watching Jane Fonda. I love her. Like, I love what she's doing right now. <laughs> she's like back to her roots, man, like after Barbarella, where she's like an activist and she's going to speak for the world. And, and certainly she is at a point in her life where she said, I did my job, but she's not done. Right. She's out there, you know, you know, petitioning for, you know, global warming is a thing mm-hmm. and you, you have to do something and you can't just sit by and wait for someone else to do it. So I spoke to her, but she said, um, she came to a point in her life where, you know, she was like, I get a choice and a shift in my perspective changed my whole unfolding. Cause remember she was like doing all those videos along like Jane Fonda right. video, the what? CCR. Are you kidding? Yeah. I did the step, <laughs> Jane Fonda steps for years. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause she was into wellness before wellness mm-hmm. was a thing. Yeah. Right. But even as she went through her own process was she had to forgive the mistakes she made, the wholeness mentality brought her to a point in her life where she can build upon the foundation and catapult herself even further. And it's not done yet until it's done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I say it's an opportunity. Life's an opportunity. I, even before I was, I was like, you know, I always, I say, oh, this is an opportunity. And I feel like taking it because for one, I love talking to Berta and I Mm -hmm. love what her message is and I love what she stands for. And on the other spectrum, oh my God, something wonderful is going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, or, you know, you start with your, your mindset that even like they, there's, I don't know if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, Sassy yeah. turned me yes, on to them. Yes, I, me too. I, I can't, I know. I was like, <laughs> she's like, have you listened to these videos? And I like listen to them all the time. If I ever need like a hit that'll you, shift me into something Abraham better, yeah. I just go to YouTube and I yeah. go, Abraham, any of them <laughs> or, or, or Help me with positive thinking or something like that, just yeah. so I can hear something good right. into my into my world, right. rather than hear the negative. Because sometimes I get scared too. You hear what happened yesterday, and yeah. and you just get scared, yeah. and you're like scared for this world, and like and I was like, okay, well, I can't I can't do anything. I can pray for the people that are giving their greatest sacrifice. You right. know, they're putting themselves on the line. But what I can do is I can work with my own vibration, and and I I would turn it on. Like, and you know, it's the whole idea about consistency, right? This morning was consistency and that you take an action and you do something consistent. You become an expert in that so that you can build on that. And I love that you put love, even love, you know, the Mm -hmm. whole idea of being loving to someone or showing kindness. If you do something consistently, then when you're not doing it, it doesn't feel right anymore. Exactly. Right. So then you're like, oh, this is off. 
this is off. And, and that those, those feelings will guide you to back to where you were mm-hmm. or where you're going to be because you right. choose to make the shift. And like I said, that's the, like the ripple effect, the butterfly mm-hmm. effect, you know, the flutter of the wings, you know, you, and I, and this is, this is actually what I would tell people. You become bold enough in your life to make the changes by listening to your own soul as to what they are, aligning with your passions, which are your talents, that make you feel good and help you come alive. Then by you saying yes to the life, the miracle that is your life that you've been given, you're going to make changes in someone else's world, and you will never know it. But by virtue of saying the bold yes to the you and doing the bold askings that Mm -hmm. align with that, then down the road, someone might come out of the blue and say, because of you, this is what I was able to do. And, and I think that's really empowering. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, there is significance to your life. That, I love that. And that's why you would say, okay, so why would I have even engaged in a transformational process? Why mm-hmm. would I do that when if I go as status quo, then everything is fine. I'll just stay the same and I won't rock the boat and, you know, I'll just wait out my time until I can retire. And then what? You're just going to sit on your couch watching TV or I don't know, maybe you have a grand plan of God. They always say that, you know, the day you retire, then you have the heart attack and it's just like, Oh my God, what happened to those 10 years before? And I know that people have certain options when, you know, that they're limited in many respects, but at the same time, your choices still are yours. Exactly. Right. We thank God we are living in a society where we're able to grab on to that and do something like this, having conversations like this. And I always say, you know, don't pat, like, it was funny because one of the things that, um, my father said, and when it was been quoted the other night is that don't pass by the seemingly ordinary because that's where the sparks of extraordinary lie. Wow. And, and I love that. I mean, literally, and I can't see through your eyes, so you can show me what you see as extraordinary, and mm-hmm. I can share that, and that's where the collaboration gets really oh, exciting. Yeah. Big time. Really exciting. So so that's 2020, you know? You start looking, you know, for the extraordinary and the seemingly ordinary, and, and, and then you become that. You become what you seek, right? It, they always say what you're seeking is seeking you, right? So, So when you get clarity and you get intentional and... And you ask those questions to yourself first, I think, is mm-hmm. what starts the process, like the good coach, right? Ask yourself right. the questions so that it becomes a very conscious journey. You go back to that idea of living a conscious life, you know, paying attention, being astonished, telling all about it. Because if your story stays with you, you're the only one who gets to benefit and yeah. those people who are in your circle of influence. But if you share it, even on a greater scale, maybe to a friend or to another, mm-hmm. but through your vulnerability, which right. I think is so right. important. Right. And it's what happened with like, you know, the other day when Lady Gaga was speaking, you know, she was so incredibly vulnerable with her mental healthness, uh, sorry, mental health and wellness journey. It was mental healthness for her because yeah. what she went through, yeah. I mean, literally, um, once you free people to free people from the shame and I think shame is very destructive because um, it, it withers a person rather than um, has them come alive. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, each of us are here to come alive, really. And I love it. that's kind of what we're all here to do, that's like it. ultimately in our own way. But 
Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Wow. I love that. <laughs> Meg, how can we, how can people find you? How can people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to follow you guys and listen, it, follow her because you want to talk about inspired, always something positive, but always something real too. Just yeah. as, just as, as <laughs> and, and you know what? There's, there's a lot of positivity in the real because a lot of people out there is, they're full of shit and <laughs> Facebook is full of, you know, you're looking at this happy yeah. couple and then you're like, but didn't you just call me and tell me that you're looking for an attorney? For, yeah. You know, yeah. which whatever, which, I don't knock it. Yeah. It's not judgy, whatever, yeah. but. And I can't be the one to say that my marriage is perfect. I'm not, on the, it's a, I always say, don't put me on a pedestal. I'll fall on my ass five seconds yeah. later, you know? <laughs> I'll be like, what? oh, I'll be feeling my glory for five seconds, you know, in my gorgeous, you know, Dior. <laughs> outfit and then someone will call out my shit and I'll be like what, what? you know yeah. like oh so I don't ever don't put me up there you know no. literally nobody don't don't put anyone up there because they yeah. fall faster than they yeah. get up there you yeah, know? yeah 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 so yeah I, I but I hear what you're saying and I, I I think the realness is kind of important but it's something you know it's something that's really painful too you know so I always say be gentle mm-hmm. you don't know where someone's going right from, right sure. I agree yeah I be agree. really gentle but I but I think too that that you're not you're not here to pretend that you're anything other than you are yeah you know? no that's so kinda, it's just not you yeah, that's so by so me. that's yeah so that's <laughs> why that's why i love to follow you and keep up with with everything that you have going well the on. same for you though that's the reality it's, yeah. it's like you you like attracts like so i wouldn't imagine i'd have a conversation with someone other than that as well right. so your right. realness comes through which is very inspiring because we I all need... say the potty comes out <laughs> i don't know how to be real and careful at the same time yeah yeah so so how do we how do they find you how do they follow you so i have a company called butterflies and bliss mm-hmm. i have a web page as well mcnosero.com and and if you go on there you can um you can contact me through the um, the webpage. Also, I'm on all sorts of social media: Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, um, all sorts of social media. And um, you know, my information is available on there as well. And you know, it's it's so funny. I I, I have to tell you, if, if there's anything in life that's more exciting, is that it's the collaboration and encouraging mm-hmm. each other. Because I don't. I always tell my friend. I have a very good friend, and she's a huge environmentalist. She's so super super um, sensitive to. The, she really is. She's made. Mass Academy, a green school. She's wow. the, the, yeah, no. She took it from like nothing, and she tried to do it in the Department of Homeland Security too. But it it was welcome initially, and then it wasn't after this administration, unfortunately. But the bottom line is, but that's her passion. Yeah. And I always say it's so funny. I went to Omega once, and and then I threw the garbage in in the right, you know, recyclable. And Lego goes, <laughs> oh yes, you need to recycle. I say, yeah. Let me tell you, I got my friend's voice in my ear all, all the time. Day, yeah. I said I might not be a champion like out into the world, like vocally, like she is, and amazing, like she is. But um, I'm definitely, I have her voice in my ear. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, we're all, you know, parts of the whole. It's like, you know, the whole, um, in one of the gospels, they say, you know, you might be the arm, but I need my arm. I need, yeah. I need that. I need, we need the arm and I, you might be the other arm and the, and the leg. You know, we need everybody yes. to engage. Yes. yes. <laughs> engage in a very uplifting, positive exactly. way. Engage, engage. Just like, exactly. you know, don't sit back and wait for someone else to do it. If there's some, something that's calling to you, then it, that's that's the call. It's like the hero's journey, you know. Yeah. They say, you're a big Star Wars fan out there, yeah. totally based on <laughs> Campbell's hero's journey. That's it. Yeah. You know, the hero gets the call. The hero ignores the call because right. it's too hard to take the call. It's too yeah. scary to take the call. But then your whole family blows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, crap. Now I need to pay attention to the call because my life is gone. Yeah, maybe you know? they'll pay more 
more attention to Baby Yoda. Yeah, than they Baby pay, pay to Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> but the whole point yeah. is that you know, you know, and, and then the journey starts, and then you, you actually have a story to tell that you're proud of, which is something that I, I think everyone yearns for is to be proud of their life and leave a legacy, so that someone else, and it doesn't have to be a legacy like Oprah or 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 Barack Obama or. Or anybody like Lincoln. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to have that legacy. You could have done your part and impacted in such a way that your little corner of the world's made better because of you. Right. And I think that is the gift of your life. That's your miracle of your life to leave mm-hmm. a legacy you're proud of. And and yeah, I know. That's what we're here as coaches to do is yeah. to engage and help others through as a guide. And it's funny because when I wrote the magical guide to bliss, I was like, I need a guide to get myself out of the hell that I'm in. Right. So I basically channel the guide. I follow the guide, and now I have a whole different career. Yeah. Because I actually took whatever it was. I mean, whatever the advice I, you know, gave, they say you give out advice, but don't be giving it out unless you're willing to take it for yourself. Yeah. So yeah. you know, the bottom line is to maybe stop yourself before you say, you know, mm-hmm. well, you should do. No, I yeah. should on anybody else. You know, the yeah. shooting. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, encourage, be encouragers. You know, yeah. I think that that is what we need more of in this world yeah. is people to see each other and listen to each other and bring them along, especially yeah. the ones we see hurting. You know, don't ignore them. You know, if you can, in your little part of the world, you know, pay attention. And that's the effect, the shifts, the little tiny shifts that it's going to make 2020 roaring and more fun because you know you don't leave anyone behind i love it and that's one of the things i told um my colleague who came on the el camino with me mm-hmm. he's like no woman left behind because it was women and we were walking mm-hmm. with we're all we're, we're going to the end we're going yeah. to the end together <laughs> all of us are getting there <laughs> nobody left behind but you know what we all made it to the end together at the end it. of the day we were bitching and moaning going yeah. through it but Everybody arrived, and then the journey begins. It's like the yes. movie, and the conversation begins. And yeah. this is the conversations that begin after the experience because you see differently. Once you go through something like that, like when you walk a mountain and see the sky or see the world from a different point of view, you see differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happens with the caterpillar and the butterfly. Yeah. When you're crawling, yeah. you don't see the beauty when you're flying. Yeah. And then so when you have the wings to fly... You have to show other people it's up there and what's exactly. possible so they can come and join you because it definitely is breathtaking, literally, at yeah. points of your life. They can be breathtaking. I so. love it. I love it. Thank you, Meg, for You're being welcome. here. You're before, welcome. before you sign off, what would you say is the best piece of advice you've ever received? It has to be what my mother said. Stress will kill I, I you and that, have yeah. no regrets. I, 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 I don't think... It's funny because it's not funny. It's funny, aha. Uh-huh. No, it's mm-hmm. ironic. Um, if she were alive, I would never have done any of what I've done in my life. I was content with the conversations with my mother because she fed my soul. Literally, we had very um, powerful, thought provoking conversations of, of how to see the world and, and um, through many different facets religion, uh, philosophical, theological. Um, on a social stance. I mean, my mother and I were, I was very lucky. I had that. And once she was gone, I think that's what happened. <laughs> like I, I broke apart because I was like, how am I going to get that mm-hmm. again? So I had to be the one to step out of the pain so that I could find what I was looking for, seeking again what I had. And now by virtue of her gift at the end, when she did say that to me, 
I've been able to connect with many people and share my mother's message, you know, ultimately bring her legacy forward, which is, you know, each of my sisters and my family, that's kind of how we live Mm -hmm. our life, you know, and, and it's a beautiful thing is to, you know, share the beauty of your life. And I encourage everyone to, you know, venture outside your small circles and, and outside the box and open to a different conversation, different perspective, different lifestyles, different everything so that you would benefit and, and have no regrets when your day has come. So, yeah. and I bet she's over there like, yeah. that's my daughter. <laughs> that's my daughter. Oh my I love God. that. I oh love it. God. And you know what? I, I, no pressure because I know you're just wrapping up the publishing of, of the memoirs, but you've got a hell of a book conversations with your mother oh yeah well you know i said this the magical guide of bliss was conversations with my mother i mean literally if yeah. i went to her i have this issue what would what, what, open up to a page and there you go it's like <laughs> oh my god well there thank you so much like i, I would be saying it. thank you so much thank you I so much it. but i think that what i'm trying to do now i think with regards to and, and you're going to be one of those conversations because <laughs> i'm going to say it right now and make sure she <laughs> It's conversations with extraordinary people. And I think that that's where the seemingly ordinary that people don't see, mm-hmm. you spark light in knowing that they are the extraordinary ones. These are the people. Like, that's why the untold stories, like, literally, not, I know your story's told, but I think more people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why I'm venturing on this show that I'm doing with Conversations with Extraordinary People, because I think, you know, I'm blessed to know your life and see your gifts, but I think more people need to hear it as well. So that's, that's exciting for me. Plus I love to talk. I mean, I could talk like obviously for hours and hours and hours and hours. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one for mincing words, but no, but I, I love it. And that's why I'm saying, listen, the people out there need to hear you, Meg. And the best place to do that is on a stage. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I'm not sorry, not sorry. But um, but I love that you were here. Thank I super you so appreciate much. This is you. amazing. So, oh, amazing. So excited. This and energy is awesome. You have <gasps> something amazing here. I totally support this. And, you know, I love it. You know, it's funny because I knew your, I knew you had, I knew your story. I know it's parts mm-hmm. of your story. But I love that it's around adventure. Because for me, everyone will laugh because even with food choices, I'm not adventurous. I'm like, oh no, dear God, no. Same same places to go to eat. Like, nope, 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 no. Nope. But when I hear about people jumping out of, you know, planes, I get excited. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I was actually went to Miraval Spa when on my 40th birthday, and I was supposed to do that leap of faith thing, like before uh-huh. I even did like this like real life leap of faith. And it was funny because it was like God knew that I wasn't ready for that because the whole part was like closed down. And I think it was like, you know, who was it? Um, it was that show um, with, oh God, I, anyway, Entertainment Tonight was there doing a whole roundabouts with regards to the whole, they had the whole thing shut off. We couldn't do any of those things. And I was like, oh yeah, that meant I was going to die. <laughs> Either a heart attack or just like maybe the, the rope. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the life. And I was just like, okay, thank you. Cause I wasn't really ready. But I think, you know, you know, it's funny because when, uh, you know, at, at certain points in your life, once you build up to that point, you might be more ready than you were yeah. then. So I think definitely at 50, I'm definitely more ready than I was at 40 for some more adventure. So. But you know what's cool? That you showed up anyway. Yeah. That's ballsy. <laughs> Again, oh. I'm telling you. Oh my God. You can have all the, all the you know, soul searching and all that you want, but a, but a good pair goes a long way. Did I ever tell you? I, so I, there's one story, I'll tell you one more story. This is the greatest thing ever, right? <laughs> so... My son, when he was four years old, um, I always said to him, you got to face your fears. 
You got to, maybe this is my other bit of advice for everyone out there mm-hmm. right now. I said, you got to face your fears because that's all they are is just fears. And what is a false evidence appearing real, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it is. So if you don't know what the end is, you don't know what it is and you don't know why you're scared in the first place. Just this whole big thing. So we went to, um, it was Bush Gardens and, um, one of the chakra, it was like this chakra ride where the thing just goes straight yeah, down, straight, right? Like straight down. Like- and I was like, I'm not going on that. I'm not stupid. Right? I mean, my all, like years later, I was going to jump off of a post with a leap of faith. Like, right? So ultimately, I was building up to something. But my son goes to me three years old. Mommy, face your fears. I'm like, son of a bitch. You built that. I was like, I built that. I was like, fine. I got up there. I was terrified oh my terrified terrified I, I even got in the thing you know I mean it's a straight shot down and it was dark and I was like what the hell am I doing <laughs> and it, it went down but after the initial plunge to my death yeah. <laughs> literally I just like kind of went with it and it was I love it, it was ultimately fun not to think I would do it again because I probably wouldn't, but I was like, fine. After I came back to my son, I was like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. I faced my fears. You can never use that yes. ever against me in your entire life. I love it. So I say I to everybody, it. face your fears because it's not what you think it is, right? It's so much less and you're giving it too much power over you. So I love it. Yeah, if you're going to change your job, jump. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do that. Yeah, but but go with that. Yeah. Oh, so I love that's it. my last. Good stuff. Yeah. Yay. Anyway, yay. All right, thank you. Meg, thank Very you good. for being here. Thank so you so thank, thank you much. all for listening. Remember to connect with uh, Meg and go out there and uh, do good and be great and go play outside. <laughs>